Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 165. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. What up, fam? Pod squad. We got a show for you today. So stick around. Let's have a good time. <laughs> we do have a show for you. We are right here with a show. <laughs> I realized I love that it. people uh, last week, the din-din-din thing really, really... Uh, Made me go, you know what, man? Let's try something normal. <laughs> People loved it. Hey, 165 episodes. For the slight chance that you stumbled upon this for the first time, Real Talk's just an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Everything. Somewhere in the description, you'll see a link or uh, at least the written out link if it's not active, I guess, www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. You can copy and paste that, click it, whatever. It'll take you to a page. Go down to the bottom. It says submit a question. You click that button and follow the prompts. You'll be able to interact with us anonymously. So if you have questions about God, life, the Bible, you want a Christian perspective on something that, you know, you've never gotten to get that type of perspective on, you can use this opportunity to do so. So that's the gist of it. Um, we genuinely, the, the questions and comments and articles stuff come in completely anonymously. We really genuinely can't find you, even no, if we tried. No, have no idea who you are. So, a lot of did. times people, what'd you say? <laughs> I said, wish we did sometimes. Yeah, so a lot of times, you know, the, the, the hope is to give a platform for you to ask questions that maybe you're too embarrassed or uncomfortable to ask in person to give that kind of perspective. So, that's it. Um, typically, we give a brief synopsis of where we're at in our life. AJ, anything? Um, let's see. I would say... <laughs> uh, I would say that... I don't know, man. You know, sometimes I don't even know where to start because it's... I don't know. Some, I don't know if you can relate to this, okay. but do you ever feel like life, like there's so much yet so little at the same time? I don't know what you mean. Like... There is so much happening in life, but it feels like so little just because it's probably like your own like your own doing. Like you know there's so much you could do, so much you could change, so much you could like process or, or like anything like that, but then like it also feels like so little because you, you don't really do it. Or like or maybe you do of like things here and there. So are you saying like it seems like life is really complicated and there's all this stuff to do, but at the end of the day it isn't? Um I'm not understanding what you're meaning. I guess in in regards to like sh- when I think about sharing about life, I guess like oh. does it, does it ever feel like there's just so much yet so little? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, I felt that <laughs> to try to to try to make it yeah, make you, a little more try, sense. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's kind of where where, where I, like where I'm at. Um, because for me, I've been in a weird stage in life. Um, you know, for any anybody that's that's kept up with the show. Uh, for, with by the way, thank you for watching every week. If you do, you guys are amazing. But you know, you guys know I've been through like a I've kind of been in a weird period of life where you know I've been very sinful and like you know just being rebellious and not you know not putting things into you know putting things into practice you know that we talk about so often and you know it's one of those things, man, where it's like dang, like I think that's why it can it can always feel like there's so much but yet so little. Um, because for me, I know that it doesn't actually take as much as I think my mind tells me to actually take steps and like, you know, grow and, and you know, get past this, this phase. 
Um, but, you know, you find yourself sitting in the same spot every week going, man, like that didn't happen. So I think sometimes it's also just kind of embarrassing, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> like, how's life? Same, man. <laughs> you know? Oh, I get it. So it's like, you know, so I guess I try to, f- I guess I'm, I'm fighting that insecurity where I just want to say, oh, yeah, nothing's really different. But it's because nothing is different in a way because I did, haven't really, I didn't really take steps that I could have taken to make life different this week or the previous, you know? So, yeah, I think I tend to not want to share that because it is embarrassing. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, that's that's where I'm at, you know? So, I don't know. You know, I don't know if anybody else can relate to that because, you know, if you're in a place where you're, it's like, you know, there's so much you could do, you know, to take steps and then you don't and you find yourself sitting in the same spot. It's like, dang, man. So we get questions sometimes about, like, hey, like, how do you – you know, how do you keep moving when things are hard? You know, I'm I'm going through that right now. So, like, you know, and sometimes I don't always have the answer because it's, I don't know. At the end of the day, you just got to take the step. <laughs> so, I don't know. I hope that makes sense. Hope I'm not just rambling and making mumble jumble. So, I don't know. I, I guess that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, yeah. On the bright side, you know, on the bright side – I have so such good people around me. You know, I got you, I got Clint, I got the Remnant House guys, and I got this church man that just never gives up on me. And uh, it's pretty, it's, you know, it's it's funny because the, the liar in me wants so badly sometimes, like, why it doesn't make any sense if these people just keep investing in me. <laughs> but, um... At the end of the day, it's just you guys are incredible people, man. Like, and it's that is a blessing, you know, to have the to have you guys in my life because without you guys, like, I don't know where I'd even be. So, mm. that's the bright side to it. Is like I have such amazing people around me that support me and push me and love me even when I'm so unlovable sometimes. So, mm. love you guys. Appreciate you. <laughs> so, I, I guess that'd be my life update. All right. Yeah, man. Um, about you, man? How's life for you? Well, I hurt my back again. <clears throat> I was doing a new program in deadlifting, and <clears throat> if you're a lifter or you train, you know, I always tell you form is important. I had one rep where the form, where I got let my pride hit my form, I got it, <laughs> and then the next set I went to do it and hurt it. So that's not fun. Um, just pretty funny. <clears throat> and uh, and by funny, I mean painful. <laughs> uh, I, I sort of related to what you said in a, to a degree. I had a strange thought. I've had this before, but I had a, a really like, man, I don't even know what to call it, um, cr- moment of crisis. You know, those could be only five minutes, but it feels a lot longer where I realized that I've based my entire life on this, on Christ, on this faith. Um, and I mean professionally, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> and stuff like that. And I had this weird moment of panic, you know, where you go, "Dang, dude, if something happened, Lord forbid, you know." And this, we planted this church. It's not a denomination. We don't have any. It's like, what would I do, you know? And that's weird um, to think about. And you just have these, I guess I share that because if you are out there and you're a believer and you have these weird moments of like a faith crisis or a moment of doubt or, uh, that's normal, I think. 
And, um, yeah, so I had, I had one of those yesterday, last few days, just randomly. It's not like I've been sitting in it, but it's always interesting when I do, you know, you start asking, what if, what if I had done something else? What if I had taught and coached football? What if mm-hmm. I been, had been a, an attorney, a lawyer, which was my other you know, kind of goal? So it's always interesting, man. Yeah. Is it, is it like a more like a is it like a bittersweet thing or is it like is it just not sad? really? It's um, anger <laughs> mixed with you know momentarily because like, what am I doing or panic would be a, for a second. If you've never experienced it, it's gonna you're gonna probably make it way worse than it is. Or but it's just uh, <laughs> so you nod really strongly. Sorry. No, you don't have to apologize. It's just funny. I'm like, yeah, I really agree with that. <laughs> so. Yeah, so uh, the other thing I would share is just I uh, was thinking about <clears throat> with that past and kind of where God's brought me and how I ended up here. And the people in my life that had a huge impact and started thinking about a guy that mentored me for a short time, six months or so, and only a few years older than me and uh, very different than me. You know, wasn't a sports guy, wasn't a, you know, he was in the theater and he's funny, but he was a man, like a man's man and really taught me a lot and mentored me in the midst of the worst time of my life and kind of <clears throat> helped me help set me on this journey. And I found a letter he wrote to me yesterday and a book he bought me. And <clears throat> that guy, you know, in a weird way is a part of every sermon I preach, every person I've ever reached. He has a part of that. And um, I think the reason I'm sharing that is, you know, if you're out there, you probably heard the saying, it's, I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like every man should have um, somewhere, a mentor, someone to mentor him, Someone to walk life out with and someone he's mentoring, someone he's pouring into. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think we get so self-focused that, you know, we don't look for people that we could pour into. But that guy changed my life, man, really helped me and set me on this course. And he probably doesn't think it's a big deal. It's wild, But at man. the time, I just needed someone to see something. He saw something in me and reminded me who I was. So very thankful for that guy and, and to encourage you guys that you never know how even the smallest act of kindness or love or pouring into someone can can change their life. It's like that ripple, you know, the whole ripple in a pond. You don't know who's going to reach. So It's beautiful, man. Yeah. It's Thanks cool for stuff. sharing that for real. <clears throat> so find someone to pour into. All right, moving on. Questions. Number one. What's a random thing most people don't know about you? I enjoy a good poem. You stole that from me. You literally stole my life. Is it, was that what you were going to say to you? This guy. There's no way that was his thing. Anyway. <laughs> you enjoy a good poem. Yeah. Okay. You got, uh, now, here's the thing. I haven't read poem in, like for poetry in a long time, but you like it. Yes, I love poetry. Yeah, it's probably it's showing in your in, that you like. Uh, literally stole my life, but it's good that you. Li- it probably shows up in your love of music as well. Yeah, you man. Know, lyrically, and, yes, I love. That's reading. really just poetry in motion, right? Yes, I love. I love reading lyrics and songs. Like I some thought t- of that. How that? Yeah, it's probably sometimes uh, I'm more interested in even just the the words of a song than even. Yeah. But it's also or the feel of it, kind of. Yes, like yeah. like it's funny, man, because like it, it, I, I'm a weirdo, I guess. It, it feels like I'm a weirdo in a way with music <laughs> because um, sometimes I'll listen to music and like I don't, I'll like sometimes the words don't even matter and I just like the sound of them. Like yeah. this is really cool sounding. Feel, yeah. mm-hmm. And then, but then other times it's like 
you know, the words are way more meaningful than the music. But I th- and it's funny though because I think the way the, the reason why I'm like that though is because then there's those few songs out there that are just pu- like where like they both match. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, where yeah. they both come together and the words are just so beautiful. Like it just fits, and then the music is just it's just right with it, and it's like wow. Like yeah. that is when like I can think of like <laughs> what a moment of genius that this these yeah, people man. have had. I mean, and that's what music cool. is. Pretty much poetry. Mm-hmm. We studied. Uh, in English in college, in one of our English classes, they had a Bob Dylan songs in so there. So cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. So sorry, guys. Allergies are bad up here in Indiana. That's good, man. Poetry, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, something about me random. That is not stealing someone else's life. What could it be? Gosh dang it. What could it be? <clears throat> <clears throat> Random. I've read every one of the Harry Potter books. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, love them. Read them I've before only the movies. Watched the movies. Well, not before they came out, but as they were before they were even finished, I'd been reading them. Nice, great books, man. Are int- <gasps> Someone out there's gonna. Oh, that's magic. That's evil. You're a Christian. You can't read about magic. And those people, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, keep moving, man. Keep moving. <clears throat> a lot more things out there to fight over. Move along. Other than Harry Potter, I'll tell you that right now. Oh yeah. Anyway, you got a question? Oh yeah, sorry, I was distracted. I was thinking about how how funny no worries, it is man. that that I because I, I even wrote because I told you I was like yeah I even made notes before the show like I answered some of the questions. Yeah, no man, and that's, then, and that's, that's your life. I put I enjoy a good poem. That's what I put <laughs> on there. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> now I feel like poem. I don't know about you, but I feel like these two could almost go together because it's about the same thing, like one and two. Okay. So the first question is, is there an update on the saga that is Blueberry Brad? Well, I think you just said it, so So, I'll let you fill in. The second part of the question now that was somebody else that actually typed in, I believe it's... It was Blueberry Brad. It says they signed it at the end. Oh, yeah, there it is. Blueberry Brad actually had a response for us. So it says, I would just like to clarify a few things about the Blueberry Muffin incident. One, I only offered the blueberry muffin because the person offered to had previously said they were trying to eat healthier. So it seemed like a better option than Reese's. Laughing emoji. Suspicious. Two, the muffin was eaten sometime between 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. on the day in question. So it could have been anyone. Point three, whoever ate the muffin is a true monster. All Not caps. All, yeah, all caps and true monster. Not only did they eat it from the top down and only save the bottom <laughs> half, they also left it in plain sight for me to find purely to mock me. <laughs> Four, I do not believe this was William, William Covington due to the fact of the way it was left, as well as the planned way that it was even it was eaten. Sir William is a savage and just does not take time to eat food equally and cleanly. <laughs> And then point five, William Covington has been set up repeatedly. It is my belief that it was a setup. I hope we can get to the bottom of this heinous act and bring this ruffian, ruffian to justice. Long live the muffin, Blueberry Brad. That's hilarious. So there you go. <laughs> also, funny story, last week with that. Last week I opened the fridge, and then the very back of the fridge in the top, hidden behind tra- like old containers that were in there was mm-hmm. a blueberry muffin and I later found out that it was once again blueberry bread except this time someone a lovable person in this church bought it and left it for him and he was so excited <laughs> blueberry so, bread I thought at first it was him that hit it which was even funnier but no dude so uh, yeah uh, as far as the updates no 
I mean, there's your update. I will tell you this, unrelated to blueberry muffins, but I can tell you this in the Remnant House Internship Program. Food is a big topic of conversation. Mad Max, you Mad guys Max. know him. Yep. You talk about him, food monster. This guy <laughs> does not want you touching anything of his. Okay? Now, he did organize, and I think this is good. He did, With man. you guys, some groceries. Yes. However, when it comes to anything outside of that, don't you even look... <laughs> At Mad Max's food. Don't be in the general And as you guys know, I've bought my own peanut butter because I will never use (laughs) Mad Max's peanut butter. Dude, Mad Max, I will give him some credit. He did make a pizza yesterday and offered me to have a couple slices. He's probably trying to kill his flesh because we know his actual (laughs) I don't blame him for being upset. That's not the issue. So Mad Max, if you're wondering what's going on, so he has been furious for weeks because he would order a pizza from the local hut. And when it would come, which this is weird, I, I, not the part, listen to me, not the part that he, that he likes cold pizza. I like cold pizza. I love okay? cold pizza. But he leaves his out, not in the fridge, and will eat it for days after and believes even days after it tastes better. It's wild. So, which... You know, I don't know how long. So he has done this before. And then around the house, guys, there's a table where if stuff's left on this table, it's sort of like, hey. Free game. Yeah. So after, I don't think this is abnormal, 36 hours, there's still pizza there. People think this pizza is not going to be eaten. Even before 36 hours. Yeah. Let's take a couple slices here or there. I've seen it. Yeah. And the funny thing about it is Mad Max has been secretly enraged about it <laughs> by his own admission. <laughs> Um, but by also his own admission, he continues to he had, he didn't say anything because he was beating it. Yeah. So the fact that he offered you that pizza is him trying to beat his rage. Respect. Yeah. Respect. I, but again, I don't blame him. Like it's just nobody would have known this dude was saving his pizza because he didn't put it in the fridge like a normal person. <laughs> you know. That's true though. Store it. <laughs> though I do. Th- yeah. So anyway. He's a good guy. That's pretty cool that he did that. Oh, yeah. My enemy, but a good guy. My enemy. <clears throat> All right. Hey, number two. Just kidding. Love you, man, Max. As a Christian, number two. As a Christian, how do you handle a non-Christian who's petty, rude, and non-cooperative? Having to deal with them on a weekly basis, I struggle with not dealing with them either as a smart aleck or not saying nice things. I am slash was fluent in sailor talk. Hmm. That means the Christian language, I think. I try my hardest to be nice. I'm just about at my limit with this person. Hmm. So first off, uh, I wouldn't encourage using the sailor talk. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's just going to set a poor, you know, just it's not going to help as far as like even setting the example of like trying to be above reproach in a way. Um, ask questions. You know, to me, that's that's one of the biggest things about communication, even when even if it's expressing frustration or trying to like get behind the heart of somebody like, you know, if they're being petty or they're coming off as rude, why don't you ask them, hey, are you mean to come off as rude? You know, you know, you've you've said this so often over the years, like I think people, you know, they don't listen to it because I know I haven't. But, you know, like it's so true because that can just rip someone away. Like It rips people out of like because they're probably expecting you to react a certain way. Mm-hmm. So when you don't, 
it changes their perspective. Like it's, they it's may calm down or, yeah. you know, or whatever, like maybe they won't, but either way. And also it's a non, you know, if they're not a believer, like it's going to be hard to hold them to the same standard that you're trying to live up to. Cause they don't understand. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if you're putting that pressure on them, you know, I would, I would encourage you to try not to put that pressure on them because it's not the same. Um, I think I had, oh yeah, I had a verse, uh, it was Proverbs 14, 29, uh, that I, I, I looked up and it says, are you, uh, whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. So like, <clears throat> you know, don't let them get to you, you know, again, not, it's an, an unbeliever. So like, you know, it's okay to express frustration and ask those questions. I think that's, that, that is what you should do. But, you know, don't let them get under your skin because they just don't understand like we do. It's different, so. Yeah, it's good. I, uh, yeah, I think, do you just say, hey, man, why are you being petty? Hey, why are you being rude? Why are you being non-cooperative? I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I just I just ask people, Is there, are you, he said it, I just say it, you know, and let the person respond. Um, because, yeah, it's, it's. <laughs> It makes them understand that you recognize their behavior. They may not. They're probably going to come up with some reason or say that they're not. That's okay. I keep. I would keep doing it. I've done it before. Mm. So that's it. Don't have anything else to say to it. Yeah, that's one thing you do really well, by the way, Todd. What's that? Like that's something you do really well. What's that? I guess I, what you like. You ask those questions. Yeah, when I'm in a good place. Yes. <laughs> I think you're up, my friend. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. I, okay. Again, yeah, I it's got, on the next page here. Darn it. For some reason, I was looking at your questions instead of my own. Yeah, okay. Next question. It says, I want to be a leader and, act, and actually lead something in my church. I also wonder if I'm just a background player and better at doing what's told than actually planning. How do I know if I'm supposed to actually lead something? Is it biblically okay for me to just do what's asked and not actually plan things? Yeah, it's completely biblically fine. You know, leadership is something that's that you just kind of said it, and this is typical. Which it, our view of leadership means the person in charge, the person who uh, tells everyone else what to do, comes up with a plan, and that's not always what a leader is. Mm. You can up completely be a leader in being a servant. In fact, Jesus talks about that, and um, I think that some of the best leaders I've ever known are people who are not loud and are not. Uh, the face of a, of a project, but who lead in their example in pursuing it. So, yeah, good. I think that's fine. Um, if you want to be a good leader and you don't want to, to be the person kind of heading something up, leadership, what we say here at the Remnant is leadership is weight, okay? It's weight. It's something that you get um, the opportunity to do. You don't have to do it. So it, it means carrying weight so other people don't have to, um, you know, serving people, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think you can be a great leader just in setting an example and, and um, setting culture. You know, it's going to show people how to serve cheerfully, how to do it willingly, how to do it with a good attitude, how to work hard, all those kinds of things. That's mm -hmm. being a leader. We need a lot more of those than we do people that are just running around saying they want to lead but don't actually do anything. Hmm. So it's a really Absolutely. cool heart that you're showing. Absolutely. Oh, and I, I had another question. Do you think that, it's not even necessarily like a yes or no to because like the way they ask is like, Hey, like, is it better for me to like not plan and just kind of be the guy who like, is just like, Hey, I'll go do what I'm told to do. Like, do you think it's just more like finding something that like, for lack of a better word, like just like finding the niche and then like putting everything into it. And then in a way that's leading, like, 
I don't, yeah, I don't understand the question genuinely, what you're saying. I think, <clears throat> the way I, yeah, I guess I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? Like, I guess is this person maybe, like, overthinking as far as, like, because I know I'm an overthinker, so, like, is it not that it's just a solid yes or no to leading? It's finding that thing that, that you're passionate about and then just, like, stepping into it. No, because I think then you're accepting their definition of leadership again. You're saying that leadership means planning and doing it. And I, and what my point is is that's not always leadership. Leadership is gotcha. serving. So, you know, when you say – it says you want to be a lead and actually lead something. Well, what does that mean? Because then later on, I want to know if I'm – I also wonder if I'm just a background background player and better doing what's told. I don't know if I'm supposed to actually lead things. Hmm. Well, you're supposed to lead because what do you mean by lead? Well, it means that you're following Jesus. Somebody's always looking to follow you, even if you're not saying anything. They're watching you. It's good. Is it biblically okay for you to do what's asking and not actually plan things? Yes. Um, I think not everyone's going to have the quote gift of leadership what I'm trying to, in the sense that you're thinking, but I think that you can lead by serving, by doing this stuff. So maybe you're not ahead of the children's ministry, but you serve by teaching Sunday school, or you serve by, maybe you don't even gift in that, but you serve by cleaning the children's area. There's a lot of ways that you can be a leader. Mm. Nice. I love that. <clears throat> All right. So I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant on this question because it's really not a question. Um, it's a really long story, which I think is good. I guess I can read it. Um, I thought about just having it put on the screen, but mm-hmm. essentially, it, it, the question is: Saw this article last week. Your comments? They want our comments on this, and it seems like more of one of those uh, sort of life, like sort of fable stories. You know, that's supposed to. But it says a prison inmate on death row was asked his last wish before he was electrocuted in the chair. He asked for a pen and paper, then wrote, Dear Mom, if the law was fair today, you would be seated here next to me waiting to be electrocuted in an electric chair. But since the law is blind, I have been convicted for the crimes we committed together. Mom, remember how it started? Do you remember when I was three years old when I stole my brother's sweets? You didn't correct me. Remember very well when I was five the day I stole my neighbor's toys and hid it at home? You said nothing. Mom, remember when I was 12 and I hid my cousin's ball in the garage when he'd come to play with us at home and you said you didn't see it, yet you did? Do you remember the day I was expelled from school at 15 years old? Dad wanted to punish me, but you refused. And that very day you had a bitter argument with Dad because you were defending me. You said I was still young. You said the teachers were wrong to say that I was not attending class. You defended me. You said I was right, yet you knew I was wrong. Mom remembered very well. You saw me steal our neighbor's bicycle when I was 17, but you didn't report I stole it. But you were silent, Mom. You loved me so much. Yes, you loved me, but you didn't correct me. Instead, you spoiled me. That's how it started and graduated slowly until today when I will be executed for bank robbery and murder. I was very young. I just needed your guidance, Mom. By the time you'll be reading this, I will be gone. Yours truly, your loving son. And it says, to all parents out there, the Bible says, Proverbs 13, 24, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Love your children. Don't forget to discipline them. Hmm. <clears throat> powerful. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I think it's a, it's definitely powerful. You know, one thing, it's, you know, it's 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 a sad, sobering, you know, like you said, story. Yeah. And um, yeah, absolutely. To me, it's scary too. Uh, it made me think about like the little things, how easily one th- one little thing that's ignored can lead to a life. Like like what they said, we're ended at, and that that's terrifying. Um, yeah, like the small the the small things add up. Yes, yeah. you know you start like you know you start at 
three years old stealing, you know, sweets. And then, you know, years later, it's bank robbery and murder because there was no, there was no discipline. There was no correction. There was no love at the end of the day. That's what it is. There was no real love there. Mm. Um, and I actually, in a way, kind of related to this, um, you know, being spoiled, not being corrected, you know, you know, I know I've come on the show before and I've talked about how when I was raised, you know, my parents loved me um, in the sense of providing, um, providing like, you know, th the facts of life for me, you know, like they, had, you know, I was always clothed, you know, I had food, I had all that. But, you know, as far as being corrected and being, you know, being disciplined, you know, that was kind of a weaker area for them and their parenting. And so, you know. When I read this, I was like, dang, especially when he said, like, you know, you spoiled me. I was like, man, that's really like powerful. Yeah. Yes. And, and it definitely it impacted me because and I think that's why I, I originally even put like it was scary because it reminded me of like my own life. and like, OK, like all these little things that have been ignored or not, you know, not dealt with, you know, where can that lead somebody? And then it made me think of my own life and like how I can naturally be, you know, if I'm not intentional, I can be rebellious and just go against what people want or what's mm. good. And it's like, man, that's mm. scary. So it was, it's definitely impactful. Um, you know, appreciate you sharing it, you know, and to any parents who are listening, like, you know, I guess what are some areas that you know that you're ignoring that you don't want to deal with, with your kid, mm. you know, that that's what it makes me, that's what it reminds me of, you know, what are you allowing that, you know, you shouldn't be, mm. you know, it reminds me of, you know, when you, when you're preaching and you talk about, you know, kids, you know, how they want you know, the whole plate of brownies, yeah. but you know, you shouldn't let them eat it because you know, it's going to hurt them. Mm. Um, and you know, the kid thinks that it's going to be nothing but good because it's brownies, but you know, it's going to, you know, it's going to make them pain, get sick. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think good. what's powerful is it says, um, you know, the way the, the verse is at the end, those who love their children, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. And I was like, what do you mean? And it's like, listen, you care more about your own discomfort with with disciplining your child mm. than you do about teaching your child a lesson. And it's selfish. Mm. And, um, yeah, you know, kids, what's really powerful, I, I, the story when a, you think of a three-year-old, you know, it's natural for a three-year-old. It also, by the way, points to sin is inherent in us. You know, nobody teaches a kid how to hit someone or, or steal. It just, But they look to us to show them the right way and how, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's don't fool yourself into believing. It doesn't mean beating someone or anything like that, but discipline means you're not loving your kid to, to let them think that they're owed something in life and everything in their, you know, everything they want in life, they get to have with, with no cost and those kinds of things. So, <clears throat> um, you know, my parents weren't perfect, but I'm very thankful for my parents because I definitely learned discipline and I learned, um, you know, that discipline teaches you to not be selfish is really what it boils down to and teaches you to understand that your actions affect other people. And I think that's what's missing when you don't discipline and discipline, to, again, the rod, right, spanking or whatever you want to call it, it it's on the uh, spectrum of discipline, but it, it doesn't. Excuse me. It doesn't mean that's the only way. And there's people right. out there that don't discipline at all. Now, do I think, you know, that also doesn't doesn't mean you have to be afraid. You know, if you actually to spank, if you you can study and look this up, and they tell you it's not even about the act, 
or the, the pain, right? It's about like when you spank a child the way that you, you're supposed to, you know, just move your wrist and all these types of things. Now it doesn't really hurt them. It's more of the, the shock and it's like, okay, this is, this needs to stop kind of thing. Yeah. But I think the main point of this is it doesn't have to just be spanking. It's just do you even have those discussions to tell your kid that they don't get everything they want? This shows itself in sports, man, and everything. Those spoiled kids that, you know, just you, you know who they are. And I bet you none of those kids' parents thought their kids was that kid. You get what I'm saying? Yep, because they didn't want to face. I've never met a, a parent who says, yep, my kid's spoiled. They, they'll say when their kid's a baby, but they won't say it when they're old. Because that they know inherently that reflects on their parenting. Uh, yep. Yep. So. That's really yep. <clears throat> anyway, powerful story. Thanks for mm. sharing that. Okay. Back to mine. Number three. <laughs> Thank you. Right? No. Uh, you have Yeah. Okay. Four. Or no five. Next question. I'm an adult now and didn't have a dad growing up. I'm a bit, my, and my dad is still not in my life. So I struggle with seeing God as my father. How can I start seeing God as my father? <clears throat> so this is going to sound deep. Isn't it funny that even if you don't have a father, you know what, you have an idea of a picture of what a good father is. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't know what you're missing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that... Here's some tangible advice and a really transparent question for you to ask. And thankful, uh, thank you for sharing your heart and your wound. <clears throat> when you think about what is a perfect dad, if I could have had any dad I want and it was the perfect dad, whether it's someone on TV, whether it's a movie, it doesn't matter. The perfect dad, perfect earthly dad. Think of it, all right? I'm going to give you a chance. God is a better dad than that. And if you have to see him as the full house dad for a little bit, that that's the, that's Mm -hmm. the minimum that God is. That's okay. Because it's going to help you start to see how he is towards you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're still going to struggle, especially if you have wounds. So in the case of this, you have an absent, or if you have a violent father who, you know, views you or something, it can, it can lead to us to view God as father a little differently, but you got to define father as the best father, you know, Mm. And whether that's again, and we know that. I think that's what's interesting about humanity. We, even if you don't have a dad, you know what a good dad should do, even if you don't know how to be it. Does that wow. make sense? So, but also sobering thought for us dads out there. For if you're a dad out there, is is that's serious? You know, it affects people. Good question. Yeah, it's really good. Y'all are teaching me today. Me too, man. All right. Next question. Uh, I'm a prideful person. How can I let go of that pride and keep myself in check? Hey, brother. That's a lot of people. You're asking questions for a lot of people. Speaking just, of Or sister, for sure. You're just honest enough to, to admit it. So, mm-hmm. prideful person. Um, <clears throat> I think pride is one of those things that you can, you almost, you know, the Bible says crucify your flesh, um, you know, kind of essentially kill it and yeah i think you do that by intentionally doing things that are going to take a shot at it so um you know it might mean not arguing your case to prove that you're right even if you're right sometimes it might mean sitting there and taking it it might mean depending on the type of pride you're talking about it might mean cleaning the toilets Mm. Wherever you're at, it might mean taking the trash out. It might mean it's really good, man. <clears throat> um, you know, 
asking someone. So I'm trying to think of the, this is kind of a generic question without knowing how your pride shows itself. But, uh, you know, if it's just those things where you get offended, so your ego gets hit, you just eat it, you take it, you pray about it. That's the other thing. The biggest thing, is, I assume you're a believer, but, you know, pray. Be And listen, I'm a big proponent of don't pray something crazy. Just ask God to be gentle with you and point out those times when your pride's showing itself. Mm. Yeah, man, that's really good because, like, I personally, for some reason, whenever I think of pride, I think of, like, the difference between confidence and pride. And so I can forget the things that you mentioned, like, do something humbling in the fact of, like, something you don't usually do. Yeah. Take out the trash. Go clean toilets. That kind of thing. Yeah. Which shows that I can be prideful, clearly. I'm a prideful person, too. So, like, because I can tend to think, like, because I'm an extremist. So, like, I can swing, like, okay, well, if I know there's a difference between pride and confidence. But I tend to sacrifice, like, confidence if I'm not going to be prideful. So then I, I just want to, like, destroy myself all the time. Or if I get confident, I'm like, oh. You know, I can think, oh, I'm being prideful, or you know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, yeah. Yeah, confidence isn't pride. Pride tends to set yourself above people. Mm. Confident just says, and my, this is just my humble way to say it, you know, humble, <laughs> my way to say it. Pride sets you above people. Confidence just says you're as good as people. That's good. As anyone. That's a mean? good out. It's, it, it's an easy mindset, I think. <clears> yeah, my mom and dad, on. since I was a kid, always told me, both of them independently, too, by the way, it's strange. But the message was very clear. Hey, you're not better than anyone, but no one's better than you. And that always that kept it very as a person, right? They definitely taught me about competition and all sorts of things. Yeah. But, and I really think good. that's really carried me throughout life. And I think if you live your life that way, it'll really help you. That's really good, dude. I like that a lot. Great. Uh, all right. Number three. What is the purpose of spiritual well, my number three. It's like number whatever. But next question. <laughs> what is the purpose of spiritual gifts? So kind of a follow up to last week's. To me, the reason why God would give you know believers spiritual gifts is to help. This is, I just kind of wrote, I jotted down a quick thing to help an individual tell and live the gospel in a compelling way. What if I said to me, it's to glorify myself? Now so that's who, fair because you got to compare it to Scripture. Where, yeah, where so that's know. my one thing I want to say is like, you know, we got to look at Scripture. What does Scripture say? That's and good. What did you? How did you say it again? Uh, to help an individual tell and live the gospel in a compelling way. Compelling way. Where do you get the compelling part? I'm um, not disagreeing. I'm to move to... people to like see like like what's like why yeah. are they so different? You yeah. know, and that 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 presents you the opportunity to tell them about Jesus and tell them like about the gospel. Yeah, I think that I, I can kind of get behind that in, in the in the kind of a bigger sense. I think scripturally, when we look at Corinthians, Romans, that we're each given a spiritual gift to edify the body. Make the body, the church, um, stronger. So, to serve each other within the church. Now, within that, is that for the gospel? Yes. So, we're all given a gift to, to um, as part of the body, right? My hand can grab things. Yeah. My leg can kick or help me walk, you know? So, that's why we're given gifts, so that the, the church can function. Hmm. Um, outside of that, I also do believe that it helps us, you know, uh, advance the kingdom and all those kinds of things. But yeah, I think the primary purpose it shows in there is to serve each other within the church, which is interesting, right? It's really and good. And if the I church like is, and it's not just liking it, it's in there. You know, we can, I think Romans 
chapter six. Maybe we should. Do, we we talked about last week, but in case someone's not watching this week. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate your mind for two reasons. One, it's very creative, and you're very biblically sound. <laughs> oh, I don't know, but thank you. Your truth comes directly from the Bible. Um, yeah, well, I appreciate that. So, weirdly enough, about pride, this so Romans chapter 12, where it talks about this, starting at verse 3, this kind of ties with the last question. Uh-huh. Romans 12, 3 says, For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone you, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to one another. Now, as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way we, who are many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. According to the grace given us, we have different gifts, if prophecy, etc., etc., etc. So, and then 1 Corinthians, Mm -hmm. I believe it's 12 also. Um, Starting at verse 4 says, Now there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same... God is active in everyone and everything. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial. Mm. Makes sense? Yeah. So it says, to one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit, healing, forming, you know, distinguishing, and essentially it says, um, then he goes, verse 12 says, okay, verse 11 says, but one and the same Spirit is active in all of these, distributing to each one as he wills, by the way, a little aside kind of proves you can't just seek a gift and get it. God, the Spirit, determines that. That's really good, man. And, uh, verse 12 says, For as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of that body, though many are one body, so is Christ. So, um, there you go. That's good, man. Thank you for going straight to the to the Scripture. It's really good. Yeah, kind of see. But, yeah, that's what I think. Great question, though. And I do agree with yours. I think overall, like when we're doing that, that advances the, the kingdom. And Absolutely. I think that, you know, those gifts do show themselves other places too. But yeah. All right. I think you got anything else? Yes. Um, next question. Is it wrong to say please in your prayers? I do it often, but sometimes I feel weird about it because I don't really hear other people say it. I don't, why, you know, I don't think it's wrong. It's no more wrong than, you know, it shows that... Um, I don't know. Shows you're talking to God as a real person. You don't just go. You're not commanding. Uh, the only thing I would say, and it isn't that it's wrong to encourage your heart, is uh, if it's the kind of please where you feel like you have to beg, mm. then I can encourage you and say, "Hey, just like a child doesn't have to beg his earthly father for something to eat, right? If he's even mm. a decent father, you don't have to beg your father. He loves you, and he delights. The Bible says he delights in giving you the kingdom." Right, so giving you the things you ask for. So that's really good, man. Nothing. Uh, no, it's not wrong. Hmm. Okay. I think that's it. I don't think I have any more. Yep. So sorry for whacking that, guys. The only other question I would have would be the thoughts on the. Did uh, you actually watch it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, on the uh, watch the water. So we're probably going to get shadow banned for this. People make fun of us, but it's true. As soon as I mention this, so mm-hmm. but we want to honor the show. Yeah. So we were sent a. Short documentary, about an hour long, but, yeah. called Watch the Water. Now, you guys can go check this out on Rumble. Um, just type in Watch the Water. Oh, yeah, it pops right up. Uh, so, what's the gist of this documentary? Well, the gist of it is the belief that... Now, how do I get creative here? <laughs> that the, the sickness mm-hmm. that shut down our world in 2020, and has continued to affect us and led to masks and those things. Yeah. The CVID number above 18 um, 
People make fun of us, but it's true. Right? Oh, it's, I mean, that's how you they gotta they, dance. It's hard. So anyway, that 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 the roots of that are different than we think scientifically, and that the re, and that I hate to use the word conspiracy because people, but that there is a they believe that governments are making a concerted effort mm-hmm. to prevent the things. That would treat that, and they're connecting it with. I don't want to. You'd have to watch it, but essentially, that the theory here is is that CVID number above eighteen is actually a venom. It's a poison in a way that is derived from from snakes that has been uh, what is the word isolated scientifically and yeah. then released. And there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, and if you look at a lot of the treatments that were working, that the governments are no longer allowing you to use, whether that's uh, hydrochloroquine, mm-hmm. um, which I probably just got banned for saying that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are the other ones? Oh gosh, um, a lot of uh, a lot of the other ones. Um, some of the, which it, this is true that you you can't. Oh, uh, the one they call a hearse, a hearse, a horse dewormer, which isn't true. Yeah, uh, you know ivermectin, et cetera. Um, that. It is uh, those actually treat venoms and things like that. It's just interesting. Yeah, the premise is really interesting. The science behind it's really interesting. It's not. It sounds kooky. I get it. As I'm talking to you, it sounds really kooky. Yeah, I get it. I will tell you this: it's far more compelling and better scientifically backed than I can give you right now. It's true. So you ask my thoughts on it. Um, I will put this. I've said from the beginning. People have. You can go back to 2020 and watch our show during the pandemic. We were saying this. We've been, our numbers have been affected ever since we started saying stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. I 100% believe that this virus has been politicized. Mm-hmm. I also believe that its origins, you know, are, and which, by the way, even mainstream media will tell you that. Scientists are saying it was, uh, oh gosh darn it, I'm, it's my mind. What is it called? Uh, Man made? Yes, but there's a word. Um, mm. Gosh darn it. What do you call a place where scientists work? Lab. A lab. It is lab. You know, it does not. I'll put it this way. Most scientists would say that the way it is developed does not look um, natural. That mm. It doesn't jump from a bat. Right. So I think that, uh, I'll put it this way, the, the, the scientific evidence is compelling and I encourage, you know, it doesn't hurt to ever watch these things and, Absolutely. And, and gain knowledge. Do I? So as far as where I land on it right now, I'll tell you this. Like I said, I watched the whole thing. Wouldn't surprise me. And I definitely agree in the sense that I believe governments have an agenda here. All you have to, I mean, look up the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. Look that up. That is a real thing. And what's called the Great Reset. And just look Absolutely, that up. Absolutely, man. You look that up, you're going to start seeing and start following the, the, the rabbit. And you might have to go to DuckDuckGo to even be able to see some of this stuff. It's true, man. Or Rumble. Rumble, you'll be able to see it. Yeah, Rumble's pretty cool. So that's kind of, I don't, if you guys think there's a better way for me to say it, but um, I think it's compelling. I watched the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I got on it, I Like guess. Like you said, my, my initial thought was, like, it felt far-fetched at first. Like 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 you said, it was kind of like a shock. Like, uh, but I wouldn't say that I was as leery of it as you were at first because yes. i've always from the very beginning been like but it sounds far-fetched yes until you start watching it right and i'm telling you right now watch it because 
the more they go into it, the more it makes sense. It's actually insane to me. I'm like, wow, this, this, like the the argument that they're giving here is it's well put together. Like, yeah. it's very well done, and they tie in the vaccine too, and, and things like that. So yes, I will tell you this, regardless of of whether I agree completely with that. Again, I do agree that governments politicize it. There's an agenda, yes, and I think you know you, people call us kooky all the time, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not the guy. It's it's so funny. Just because I'm logically logical and we've watched and read things and been up to date from the very beginning, even things from other countries, not the stuff you're force fed in our media. I'm going to, you know, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to these things because I've, a lot of people, because I've read it and I've seen it. And I'm not just talking about, um, what's the word? Opinion pieces, scientifically based articles and facts. Look it up yourself. A lot of people out there on Facebook, on, Instagram, on Twitter are sharing things like it's a fact and, and saying it's science and they're ignorant people. I'm just yes. being honest. Ignorant doesn't mean dumb. It means you are unaware. Yes. And that's not reality. And we need to question these things. And Absolutely. we're starting to. You know, even government officials are starting to question. Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, you bring it back all the way to when this all first started happening, man. It was, it's just been off. It's, oh, it's for been... Sure. It's been different from anything we've ever seen. And for people to just so blindly accept that has been, you know, it's been sad. But it's also like, man, like, I'm glad that there's people out there that that didn't just take this at face value. And they've dug and they've 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 done so much to get, you know, try to get behind what's really going on here. And, you know, I I'm very, uh, very thankful for you know the research that you've put into it to know to have the knowledge and like you know you've you've shared a lot of good information with me and like you know i would say man just people need to quit being so closed-minded on on what could happen and 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 the evil and i guess people are so closed-minded to evil in the world like they they, they're very ignorant really good way to put it Mm -hmm. you know you're very close-minded thinking like let's you know let's even take something like the holocaust you know we talk about that, and people are like, that happened, it's real, and people think that can't ever happen again for some reason. Like, they think that that evil came and, and, and gone, and it can never happen again, and that's not true. It's not true at all. Like, you know, we, we think that history cannot repeat itself for some reason. Like, we think, like, lessons when were learned. When it's shown that it but does. evil doesn't, yep. evil never stopped. Fact, it hasn't stopped since the beginning. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> and in fact, yeah. I think there's a quote. Yeah, they think it's almost like impossible for, for, for things like Especially that. Especially Americans, man. We are so, like, we just think, like, it can never happen to us. Like, okay. Like, yeah, that's what everybody thought. I'm sorry, what'd you say, Hunter? <laughs> I, I think there's actually a quote by a philosopher about that that if you do not learn from the past, yeah. you are doomed to repeat it. Yep. And I'll also good. back up these guys. Doing what research I did do, the, the medicine that they uh, talked about. 100% had all the concerns they said is out there in the medical community. In fact, e- even even underneath the the search engine that we all use is uh, slight tight lipness, you can still see it popping up. It's sure. still a heavy concern. Uh, and Excuse me. you can't really get away from that. And then you, you have the other side of this where it, this would explain, not that I fully agree I'm kind of in the same place as them, but it is very compelling because this would explain how it all works yeah. and why doctors have said that this does not behave none of this behaves like it should so that's a really this would a explain it. it yeah i completely i love that clint i think that's a good point people need to stop accepting 
I, I don't know, man. I'm hes- I get to, I guess, a little jaded. Like a lot of you out there are just brainwashed into thinking that the mainstream media doesn't have an agenda mm-hmm. and that it isn't an arm. Like, <laughs> or, or you just or, accept what you're told without looking at, you know, real science, since that's the thing that's worshipped in this country. Yeah. Look at the real science, not what somebody tells you mm-hmm. on a uh, that's a talking head on a TV show. I, it's funny, you know man. I, mean? I don't know what's more sad is is that or the ones who actually know there could be more, but they're too scared to like get out of that. Yeah, that's you know, true. to get out of that mindset of like I can't deal with the fact that maybe there's something more here. Like either way, man. Like man, like you said, like you gotta quit accepting what is just given to you. Yep. Like yep. You know. So interesting video. Whoever, thanks for sharing it with us. We yeah, definitely we watched it. It was so, great. Um, that's that. Well, I know we have some articles, some interesting articles. Um, I think that didn't we talk about that? Josh and Lamakaj, we mentioned that they resigned. I think we, yeah, we briefly yeah. mentioned it. Yeah, I will say we are going to go eventually. I don't know about today because we're going along, but I definitely want to talk about uh, Disney. You know, if yeah. you guys haven't been paying attention to Disney and not just what they're telling you and <laughs> kind of going through, Disney is essentially admitted to having an agenda. To push across LGBTQ, what is it, um, topics, uh, and to yeah. go so far as to, I mean, they they have, there have been released footage mm-hmm. from their zoomings that weren't supposed to be released. Yeah. High execs who are saying flat out, yeah, that's right, we have an agenda. Yes, um, and and that's and I think we should be concerned about that. Yeah, man, I I think one of the highlights, one of the highlights of these uh, articles was like they were wanting to make half. Of their characters, mm-hmm. part of the LGBTQ, yeah. like yeah, and and you got to realize how moldable young young minds are, mm-hmm. and what becomes normal, right? What the normal that we accept, and so you know we're going to go more into depth into it later. What I'll tell you this, let's say is this: you can't say because I've even been challenged with this. How do you affect? I'll put this: don't say you care about a topic if you're not willing to take a stand against it and the only way that you really can which is to not purchase or consume their materials now yeah. everybody's like oh I can do that can you because Disney owns Marvel Oof. so what would you be willing to do so we'll talk more about that later we'll get into it mm-hmm. um, discuss you know what effects if any does it have that a huge company aimed towards children has an agenda like that and why should we care should we care mm-hmm. we'll get into that next week um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Great questions this week, man. Yeah, man, you guys are bringing it. And uh, fun turn, great job. He's been putting these our show notes together and put all these articles. He's really oh, done. Yeah. It's even color coordinated. This guy's awesome. So, oh yeah, he's killing it. Thank you, it. man. Good job. You got anything to say, man, to close us up today? Thank you guys so much for watching. Love you guys. If you are watching from any of the many social media platforms we have, that includes Facebook, YouTube, Rumble. Uh, just share it. Share it. Like it. Comment on it. Um, let us know what you guys think. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, share it with a friend personally even. You know, if you know someone who needs to hear some truth, you know, why don't you give them a link? Shoot them a link to this, you know, and see uh, what they think. Yeah. Um, you know, love somebody today. You know, that's about it. Love you guys. <laughs> I like that, man. Love somebody today. That's good. <laughs> Fun turn? Got anything? No, just the usual stick that you haven't heard in a while. If you're on any of the podcast things, please leave us a review, a positive one, not a bad one. Please, if you're going to leave a bad one, you don't need to. Actually, you know what? If you're going to leave a bad review, they don't exist. Yeah, 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 they don't exist, man.
Yeah, no. Yeah, nice. yeah, I know you see it. Look the other way. Go watch some other podcast or TV show. <laughs> there or you go. Yeah. yeah. It's good. See you later, buddy. Now, to you people who are going to leave a, a good review, it exists. I was just, I, we just don't want bad reviews. So please leave us a good review. A five-star review is greatly helpful helpful to us on the business end of things. And, and I definitely even appreciate you just writing a little blurb down there and uh, saying, ironically, what you like about the show. Or you can just tell me your favorite color, your favorite TV dinner, your favorite hot sauce, your favorite, favorite dog. TV dinner. I, I don't know. You can do anything <laughs> you want. Um, but, yeah, that's it. There you go. Love it. Thank you, guys. Great job today. Hey, everyone. We love you. Appreciate you. Would you consider donating to this show? It's a nonprofit, and to be honest with you, it actually costs money to put this show on. And frankly, these guys got to eat. So, um, <laughs> you know, if you wouldn't mind considering that, you can donate anytime at www.theremnant.life/give. There'll be a drop-down box. Go down to Real Talk, and you can be assured that that money will go directly into the show. Awesome. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great day. We love you. We appreciate you. Share, like, all that beautiful stuff. Don't assume someone else is going to do it. You want to be a part of the movement. Social media needs it. This is your opportunity. Have a great day. God bless.